Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 33. This week, I wanted to talk about 10 uncomfortable truths that I learned on my health journey with the hope that this will be helpful to you on your own path. When I look back on the last six to seven years, while I've learned a lot on my own journey, I didn't have any idea what this was going to look like when I started. And sometimes knowing what the road ahead may look like can help remove some of the anxiety and the frustration. So while these are uncomfortable truths, my hope is that you'll find some understanding from listening to this and be able to have a little more compassion and understanding for yourself and your body so that your health journey can be at least a little smoother. So with that, let's kick it off with uncomfortable truth number one. When you start your health journey, it can be really tempting to dive right in head first and try to do all the things starting on day one. And the uncomfortable truth is that you will get overwhelmed. You know how it goes. You're starting a new eating plan and suddenly you need to change three meals a day and any snacks and get used to how those feel in your body and what keeps you full. And this may mean changing what you're making for other people in your family too and getting their suggestions and feedback as well. Or it may mean that you're making twice as many dishes at every meal as well. And between the shopping, planning, and preparing, you've become so overwhelmed that you've gone back to eating along with your family. Sound familiar? I get it. I've been there too. So here's the thing. The idea of doing something is pretty simple, but the act of doing it is more involved. And there's actually more moving pieces than you may have anticipated. For example, you want to have a wild blueberry smoothie for breakfast instead of cereal. For the cereal, all you had to do was buy the box of cereal and the carton of milk, take them both out of the cabinet in the fridge, dump them in the bowl and eat them. And then you put the bowl and the spoon in the dishwasher afterwards, hopefully, and it doesn't take very long. And you've been doing this for years, so it's part of your routine and it's easy. Now you want to start making smoothies in the morning. Do you have a blender that's strong enough to make a good smoothie? 
And I will tell you from experience that some of the weaker ones, they leave a lot of chunks of like frozen blueberries and different things. And it makes for sort of a really yucky smoothie. Okay, so you need to find a blender that's strong enough and within your budget. So you do some research, you go to the store and you buy it or order it online. Okay, check. Then what do you want to put in the smoothie besides the blueberries? You've got to make sure you've got fresh bananas and some celery. Check. Okay. You'd like to add some orange juice. Okay. Well, does it need to be juice or can you use the whole fruit? And if you want to do juice, do you have a citrus juicer? How long is it going to take to juice that? And then clean whatever the juicer is that you used. Okay. You've got that sorted. Now, what else do you want to add? Are there any powders or supplements that you want to add? Do you have them? Do you need to order them? How much of whatever you have do you have left? Or is what you want on back order? Okay, so you finally get it all in the blender. You blend it, you pour it, and you drink it. And then you need to hand wash the blender because it probably doesn't fit in the dishwasher. Now, how long did all of this take versus your quick bowl of cereal? It probably took a lot longer. And are you feeling any anxiety from that? I know I am. And imagine if you multiply that a few times a day, every day, and you've made all these changes all of a sudden in one day. It can become overwhelming really fast. So give yourself the time and space to make the changes. Once you've made the smoothies a few times, you'll hit a routine. You'll have all your groceries and powders. You might even be able to do some of the prep the night before, and you can try a few ways of doing things. And after a bit of time, it will become second nature. And once you've integrated that, then you can think about the next change. You don't have to make more changes tomorrow or even the next day. Just start to settle in with the changes that you're making first. And if you're just starting out, try to just pick out the blender today and try to just order the powders tomorrow. Plan to start next week when you've pulled enough of the pieces together. The important thing here is to take your time. And I can't emphasize this enough because I see it happen all the time. And the corollary to this lesson is you don't have to be perfect. Take the time to learn what works best for you and just keep moving forward. That's the only thing that really matters. Uncomfortable truth number two, you need to learn to listen to your body instead of your mind sometimes. This is one that can take time and it's part of the learning process because as you get going on your journey, your body may not be ready for the next steps that your mind wants to take. And when your body isn't ready, some ways that this can show itself is that you can start having detox symptoms. And this can show up in a variety of ways, and it will be different for everybody. But it could include things like nausea and some irritability. But again, it could be a wide variety of other things as well. Keep this in mind. Our minds are problem-solving machines. They're constantly looking for the next challenge and how to overcome it. However, our bodies take time to heal and to catch up with what our minds want to do. Our bodies didn't get the way they are overnight, and they're not going to heal overnight just because we want them to. It does take time to knock down pathogens, remove heavy metals and pesticides, and detox out other things that have built up in our bodies over decades and decades. This is the time to learn how to listen to your body and not always to your mind. And so the lesson here is trial and error. As you're making these changes, pay attention to what's changing in your body and how it feels. If something doesn't feel great, change one thing and see if that helps. And this will require some patience sometimes as you try to isolate the issue or the whatever's causing the challenge, but that information that you glean will be invaluable. 
Uncomfortable truth number three, a health journey is not an instant gratification lifestyle. Our culture, at least here in the U.S. where I live, is very much about instant gratification. Many industries thrive on our desire for instant gratification, such as pizza delivery in 30 minutes or less, two-hour deliveries from the liquor store, or a quick pill from the doctor that makes the pain go away quickly. However, especially in the case of many pharmaceuticals, these are just masking the issues, which means that your symptoms may come back if you stop taking the pill or they may progressively get worse over time, even if you keep taking the pill because it hasn't fixed the root cause. Now, I'm not saying there isn't place for pharmaceuticals because sometimes when, for example, the pain is literally unbearable, that pill can make all the difference in the world and really help you through. But when you're on a health journey, your focus is generally on the underlying cause of an issue or a symptom, and it will take time for improvements to be seen. And so the lesson here is to know going in that it will take time and stick with your plan anyway. Uncomfortable truth number four you will have setbacks along the way. A health journey is often three steps forward and two steps back. It's never linear. You may have flares, detox reactions, and hit plateaus where it seems like you're not healing. Plus, life will happen, and you may feel that gets in the way of what you're doing. And you'll also have times of excitement and stress and grief and joy. Life isn't linear either. Flares can happen, and they can happen for a variety of reasons. They can happen when the pathogens are refueled by eating a troublemaker food or when you've gotten exposed to some other toxic chemical or even by the adrenaline from stress you've been feeling. It can also happen when you've stirred up toxins as you're detoxing and they're more out in the open there where the pathogens can find them. It can also happen when the pathogens start fighting back when you've been killing them off so effectively while following your protocol. This happened to me in my first year as I knocked back my neuralgic shingles Each spot where I'd had an issue flared in reverse order, and the pain there went away completely after that. The good news is that we have the tools to deal with this, so please work with your practitioner if you've been working with one, and this might be the time to start thinking about tightening up your eating a little bit, bumping up your supplements, or searching for additional triggers. But hang in there while it stinks when it happens. It happens to virtually everybody. Something else that may seem like a setback is when symptoms continue emerging. Think of it this way. When you started following your protocol a few months ago, you were doing a great job, and then you started having a new symptom or issue. And it's really frustrating, right? And what can happen is that if your body was well on its way for that symptom to emerge, even a couple of weeks or a few months might not have been enough to reverse the underlying condition so that the symptom wouldn't appear. Here's another way to think about it. Remember in the movie Titanic when the guys saw the iceberg and they started doing everything they could to steer the boat away from it? But they were just too close to the iceberg by the time they could see it, and momentum had the ship heading directly toward it. Your body has momentum too, so be kind to it when new symptoms start appearing, even if it is frustrating. You're already doing a great job on your journey, so just hang in there. Another setback that I still experience from time to time is fatigue, which was one of my big issues at the start of all of this. And if I haven't been on top of taking care of my adrenals and eating every couple of hours and getting enough sleep and keeping my stress levels down, it will all get away from me. And by 11 in the morning, I need to lay down and take a nap. Can you relate to this? What that does, though, is give me a good reminder that I need to eat more frequently and be more careful about my bedtime, 
even on the night when I'm watching something great on TV, like the Friends reunion, and I don't want to pull myself away, and that I need to either meditate or do some more emotional work to resolve the stress. So the lesson here is your health journey is not about being perfect. It's about making positive long-term changes in a sustainable way and learning from each new situation that comes up so that you can adapt and adjust. Uncomfortable truth number five, it may be time to dig deeper. If you've been at a good place with your food and your supplements and have been at that same place for a few months and you're not seeing any new results, it may be time to dig deeper. And as you dig deeper in your journey, you may realize that there are more things that you want to change, maybe in your house and in your environment. It might be time to throw some of the things out in the pantry that don't fit your lifestyle anymore in order to make room for what you're bringing more of in. It might also be time to invest in some new small kitchen appliances or gadgets, like a mini prep food processor or even a water filter. You might start considering non-toxic cleaners and changing up the pesticides you're using around your house. And this conversion process is in itself a journey. So feel free to take it one step at a time. Sometimes I start investigating new options when I've finished up a bottle of, for example, laundry detergent. What might be made of cleaner ingredients than what I'm using? What's available where I shop? Are there better options at the store up the street or online? And when I try something new, did I like it? Did it work for me? We can only put so much brain power into these things at one time, so it's fine to work it out over time. And when I say over time, this can take years, and that's okay too. And so the lesson here is you are making progress every time you make an incremental change, and it will make a difference over time. Uncomfortable truth number six, it can be hard and frustrating to identify triggers. We are exposed to so many different things in a day that can trigger our symptoms. It could be an additive in a food you're eating, a personal care product, a chemical in your home that you either used or the occupant before you used, or your community used that you didn't even know about. It could be pollution in the air or in your car. It might be something you breathed in at the store, like in the air freshener aisle, or the chemicals used to clean that public bathroom. It can also be things you can't see, like radiation or other things in the air. And it can also be your own adrenaline from stress if you've had a lot going on. I know that it can be overwhelming to try to narrow it down. I've talked before about the eczema on my hands. It started a couple years into my health journey and for reasons unknown. And I haven't been able to knock it out yet despite my best efforts. And I haven't been able to directly identify the trigger yet either, although I believe that it's environmental toxins because whenever my community sprays the lawns, my hands flare. With that said, I've only lived here about 18 months and it was flaring periodically before that too. But as I've mentioned, when I went to Southeast Asia back in late 2018 for about four months, it was gone the entire time I was there, but came back 12 hours after I got back to the States. So there's something there. I just don't know what it is yet. Journaling can be really helpful when you're trying to narrow this down. Keep track of what you've eaten, things that you've been trying differently, what supplements you've been taking, what new body cream you're using, what stores you've visited, how much sleep you've been getting, and where you are in your cycle if you're a woman. And if your friend was burning scented candles when you visited or how much stress you've been dealing with, among other things. 
remember that it could be things that aren't easily observable. The point is not to overwhelm you with all of this, but to recognize that it is challenging and you need to just do your best. So the lesson here is just do your best to figure it out. And journaling is a really helpful way to keep track, but also continue to focus on supporting your body and your immune system. Not only is this what you can control, but in my case, once I can get rid of enough metals out of my body and get my pathogens knocked back, I know the eczema will stop even if I can't figure out what the trigger is. Uncomfortable truth number seven, emotional work is often a big part of the journey. No matter how old we are, we've all lived complex emotional lives with lots of ups and downs. It's part of being human. And those experiences can leave a mark on our emotional health. And I know this isn't always the easiest thing to deal with or to talk about, but alas, if you're along for the ride, it might be time to start thinking about it. For me, while I had done some emotional work in the earliest days of my health journey, I hit a plateau about a year and a half in after I started following medical medium. I had completely overhauled how I was eating and I had seen some great results, but the improvements had slowed. And that's when I started hearing more about emotion code, which is a modality that involves releasing trapped emotions from our bodies. In a nutshell, here's how it works. Our bodies are mostly made up of energy, right? And bear with me because I'm going to take you back into science class for a few seconds. Everything is made up of atoms, which have protons, neutrons, and electrons, and they're all held together by energy. They are the building blocks of literally all physical matter. But each atom is about 99% energy with the electrons spinning around the nucleus and the protons and very little actual physical matter. The example of an atom is oxygen. And then to make a water molecule, you need two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen to get H2O. So the idea with emotion code is that our bodies are mostly made up of energy, right? Because that atom is mostly energy and that we can get energies from emotions trapped in us when we have emotions that we haven't fully experienced or felt, and they can collect in our bodies and have an impact on how we feel overall. So one day I happened to be away for a family wedding when this happened. My intuition started telling me quite loudly that it was time to do some energy work. And I knew I was ready to start shedding some of the emotions I had collected over time. And I knew without a doubt that this was the time I was going to do that work. Again, I had done some other emotional work before, but I knew it was time to do more right then. So the lesson here is emotional work can be a really important part of the health journey, whether or not you've had something that seems like a big trauma in your own past or not. We all have complex emotional lives that affect us in different ways. So be mindful of when the time is right for you. Often it doesn't feel like quote unquote the right time, and it may feel more like the quote unquote necessary time. So be aware of that. Uncomfortable truth number eight, people around you may not be supportive and you may start to feel isolated. The good news is you're likely to have people in your life who will support you as you're looking for the answers and the solutions to your health issues. And that's wonderful. And those people are to be treasured. However, it's unfortunate, but true. There will be people in your life that won't like or understand why you're making changes in your life. And sometimes it's because they don't want to have to make any changes to adapt to what you're doing. And sometimes it's because they don't want to start to question if they should be making these changes because they aren't ready to make them. And sometimes it's because they don't understand the health issues that you're dealing with, especially if your symptoms aren't visible. And this lack of support can manifest itself in different ways, 
all along a spectrum. It can change relationships, create some distance, and even go as far as people trying to sabotage your efforts. And if you're dealing with this, I send you a lot of compassion. I've dealt with quite a bit of this on my journey too. And over time, it led me to spend more time with the people who were willing to try to understand why I was making these changes and who would support me in my efforts. So if you're having trouble finding supportive people in your current social circles, seek out people on social media. There are lots and lots of wonderful people who talk about their health journeys and healthy lifestyles on their social media, and they are happy to engage with others. Plus, there are some wonderful Facebook groups with lots of supportive people who can help answer your questions or just listen if you're having a rough go of it. And I'll put some of those in the show notes, so check that out. So the lesson here is seek out and find the people who will support you on this journey, even if it takes going outside of your current circles of family and friends. Uncomfortable truth number nine, working with a doctor can and very well may be a critical part of your journey. Many of us have come into our health journey with some meaningful health issues and have been working closely with doctors for years. And undertaking a more holistic or quote-unquote alternative health journey doesn't mean abandoning conventional medicine, but rather it means you'll work to determine how to incorporate both together. I understand that this isn't always easy, but as you learn more and more on your health journey, you will be better armed with more information, which means that you will be more empowered when you're asking questions about treatments that are being recommended. I've learned a lot more from doctors now that I know much more about how the body works than I ever did before. And remember, they have often spent many years treating patients who may be dealing with exactly what you have, and they've learned a lot from that experience along the way. I have featured two medical doctors on the podcast recently, so if this is an area you're struggling with at the moment, listening to these might be helpful. The first is episode number 25 with Win Fan, MD, and the second is episode 28 with Dr. Sherry Green. I'll link to these in the show notes as well. And so the lesson here is find doctors who are willing to partner with you on your health journey and support you along the way. Uncomfortable truth number 10. Don't be your own harshest critic. I think this may be the most important one on the whole list. You've got to give yourself time and space to make changes and learn about what works best for you and your body. And everyone and everybody is different in so many ways. And so this is your time to learn what your body wants and what your body needs. And this will take trial and error, and it's okay to make the errors. It's how we learn. So please don't be the meanest person in your life. Be sure to give yourself lots and lots of compassion and kindness. And so the lesson here is be your own biggest supporter. So in summary, again, here are the 10 uncomfortable truths that I learned on my health journey. Number one, if you try to do and change everything on day one, you will get overwhelmed. But the lesson here is to make changes more slowly and give yourself a chance to integrate changes into your life. Number two, you need to learn to listen to your body instead of your mind sometimes. And the lesson here is that it will take trial and error to learn to listen to what your body is telling you. Number three is a health journey is not an instant gratification lifestyle. And the lesson here is knowing that up front and knowing that it will take time and to just stick with it. Number four is you will have setbacks along the way. And the lesson here is to try to just pay attention to see if there's something you can do to avoid it the next time, but also to just know that setbacks are inevitable. 
Number five is it may be time to dig deeper in your journey and figure out what else you can do to continue. The lesson here is you're making progress every time you make an incremental change and it will make a difference over time. Uncomfortable truth number six, it can be hard and frustrating to identify triggers, but the lesson here is that paying close attention and journaling can be ways to narrow them down. Number seven, emotional work is often a big part of the journey, so being open to that is important. And the lesson here is that while it often doesn't feel like the right time, it may feel more like the necessary time. Number eight, people around you may not be supportive and you may start to feel isolated. And the lesson here is to consciously bring more people into your life who are supportive. I promise you they are out there. Number nine is you may still be working with your doctor during your health journey, but the lesson is to find doctors who are willing to partner with you and support you along the way. And while they may not be the easiest to find, they are out there. And number 10, and what I think is the most important one is don't be your harshest critic. And the lesson here is that you should instead be your own biggest supporter. I hope you found these uncomfortable truths helpful. Show notes for this episode, episode number 33, are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. And if you'd like to find me on social media, I'm on Facebook at Carefully Healing and on Instagram at Carefully Healing with Kirsten, which is K-E-R-S-T-I-N. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free branch basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always wanna be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.